to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, take your Bibles this morning. Go to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to cover something in depth this morning. It's something that changed in my thinking a while ago, still changing at this point, and it's something that has helped me not only in my life, but in the life of what I'm called to do, which is basically how many know we're supposed to extend the kingdom of God? That's what we're here for. God is extending his kingdom, and that should be your number one priority. Say number one. Notice not number 12, number 13, not when I got time, but every single thing you do in every place you go, you can extend the kingdom of God. How many of you know that? There's people at the grocery store that might need the kingdom of God. How many of you know that? All right, praise God. Matthew chapter 6. Some of you should know this by heart. Look at verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, neither nor gather into barns, yet the heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought or quit worrying about, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Whither all shall we be clothed? For all the, these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, because tomorrow will have enough thought for the things. In other words, tomorrow's got enough troubles without you worrying about it today. How many of you agree with that? Sufficient unto the day there is. So here's, here's a portion of scripture we've led many times, but notice what it's telling you to do. It's not telling you these things are not important. It's telling you not to worry about these things. That's what it's trying to tell you. These things, how many know these are important? How many know water's important? How many know having a house is important? Having a money's important? Having things is important. All that stuff's important, but he's saying here that you shouldn't worry about these things. Well, these are the things basically that I work for most of my life. These are things that I save for all the time. These are things that I've lost sleep over sometimes. These are things that I pray for. So basically every human life, I don't care who you are, when you're born in this world and you grow up, your life is centered around these scriptures right here. How many of you know that? I got to have money. I got to pay my mortgage. I got to do this. Well, when I basically was on a couch one time and I was sitting there, it was in 1985 in December, and basically in my life at that time, I knew Jesus, I knew about Jesus, but basically not a whole lot was happening in my life because I was still drinking, doing everything that I shouldn't do at that time. And let me just say this, at that time, I wasn't looking for a man. I was looking for a better life. As I was laying there on the couch and not feeling very good and everything else, I wasn't saying, oh, Jesus, Jesus. I was, I was looking for a better life. I wanted a better way. What I was doing wasn't working, and I wanted to do something. I've heard of Jesus, and I wasn't really born again at that time. But basically, at that time, I wasn't looking for a man. I was looking for a better life. Say a better life. Now, most of the people in the whole world are not looking for a man. Come on now. 
They're looking for a better life. They're looking for an easier, they're looking for a way. They're looking for a way to live in peace, a way to live in joy, a way to have all the things that we do. And we found out last week that the kingdom contains all those things that every person wants. So notice what it says in verse 33. It does not say, seek ye first Jesus. It says, seek ye first what? The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. After I got born again and was around other Christians, all I heard preached was Jesus. I never heard preached the kingdom because nobody knew about the And if you don't know about the, you're not going to preach the Are you following me? So everything was Jesus. All you need is Jesus. Well, I had Jesus, and I needed a lot more than him. I've got to be honest with you. I was still in the same shape that I was. Nothing was working for me. Nothing was going on. But basically, I didn't know anything about the kingdom of God. So Jesus basically here comes along, and he doesn't say, seek me. If you read the whole Gospels, you're never going to find one time where he says, seek me. Getting awful quiet in here. That's good. Because some of your minds are being changed right now a little bit. Do we want to line up with Scripture, or do we want to do what the church has been doing for the last 2,000 years? What do you want to do? All right, well, Jesus went everywhere. What did he preach? The kingdom of God. 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 The kingdom of God is like. How should I liken the kingdom of God? He never said, come to me. I'm the one. Uh, I'm me. Preach Jesus. Everybody preach Jesus. John the Baptist came, and he preached at the end of his ministry, the kingdom of God. He didn't preach Jesus either. But the church has been preaching Jesus for years and years and years. Maybe that's why the great harvest hasn't taken place because we're preaching the wrong thing to get people into the kingdom of God. See, we get them to Jesus, we get them to heaven. Praise God, we're done. They got born again. They're in heaven. They're going to go to heaven. Who cares about anything else? But they weren't looking for heaven. I'm not looking for heaven now. When I die, I'll certainly be looking for it, but I haven't been looking for it for 40 years. I want a better life. My gosh. So if I want to be a disciple of Jesus, how many of you do? He's a good guy to be a disciple of. How many know that? That I want to do what Jesus did in order to be a disciple of Jesus. Is that too deep? All right, look at Matthew chapter 4. Look at verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching himself to the people and healing all manner. No, what was he preaching? And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the new birth And he went around preaching heaven, how to get there, when to get there. No, he went around preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom. Well, if he preached the good news about the kingdom and it seemed to be working, then we should be preaching the good news about the kingdom. And I'm not saying preaching Jesus is wrong. I'm just saying it's not the way Jesus did it and his disciples did it. Never one of his disciples did he tell anything different. You can look. go to Matthew chapter 9. Look at verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching about how wonderful he was. No, preaching what? Gospel of the kingdom. So he preached the gospel of the kingdom. Then he demonstrated the gospel of the kingdom because he demonstrated the kingdom because what was in the kingdom? Healing was in the kingdom. Deliverance was in the kingdom. Abundance was in the kingdom. So he preached, hey, how would you like to live Get out of your sickness. How would you like to get out of your disease? How would you like to get out of your oppression? All you got to do is enter into the kingdom of God, a different kind of government, basically, that has all these things with it, and you can live free in your life, basically, because you're in the kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Look at verse 28. Jesus said, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, 
then the kingdom of God is what? The kingdom of God. Say the kingdom of God. So what's he, what's he preaching all through here? You go through he's, everything he talks about is the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God. So he preached the kingdom of God, but I have never had anybody on the street or anybody else come to me try to preach me the kingdom of God. When I went to Bible college, there was not one class on the kingdom of God. When I went to church for years, they never mentioned the kingdom of God. Yet every place Jesus went, he preached the kingdom of God. I want to be just like Jesus. Then we've got to start preaching the kingdom of God, do we not? See, see, we gave people heaven. That was real good, but there's no purpose. You're saved now. You're 20. You're going to go to heaven, so live like the devil, and sooner or later you'll die and probably go to heaven. That's what, No, there was no purpose, no plan there. But once you get in the kingdom of God and you find out what's in the kingdom of God, you find out healing belongs to you in that kingdom of God. You find out he's going to take care of your needs according to his riches and glory as a father. When you get all these things in the kingdom of God pray, and see that they're there, you'll have everything that you need. Now, what is Jesus? The Bible says that he calls himself the door. What is he the door to? The kingdom of God. He said, I'm the door. You come through the door and bless God, you get in the kingdom of God and everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be dandy and everything's going to be. So for 2,000 years, we've been preaching the door. Come on. Rather than what's beyond the. See, we could, we could run an ad. Come to Treasure Coast Victory Center. See our front door. It's very shiny. It's very nice. We just waxed it. We just repainted it. We did the windows. We did the thing. Please come and see our door. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. This door is going to be wonderful. Just come to the door. No, it's what's beyond the door. Are you following me? That makes a difference in your life. So Jesus is preaching it. Go to Matthew chapter 22. All right, Matthew chapter 22, look at verse 1. And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding that they would come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready for the marriage feast. Now what's he talking about here? The kingdom of God, isn't he? So he goes to people and said, Hey, you want to enter the kingdom of God? Let me tell you what it's like. It's like going to a wedding. How many of you ever been to a wedding? I live at weddings. But I'll tell you what, at weddings, there are happy people. At weddings, there's all the food, praise God, you can eat. At weddings, there's all the drink you can drink. You dress up real nice. You go there. You, you got real nice cups you drink out of. You got nice silverware. You got all this stuff. What was he doing? He was advertising the kingdom of God. He was saying, hey, come the kingdom of God. I'll tell you, there's some good stuff in that kingdom of God. Well, if, if everybody knew how good it was in the kingdom of God, we wouldn't have so much trouble getting people into the kingdom of God. See, Muslims already got Allah. Hindus already got Buddha. They don't need another God. They need the kingdom of God. Well, if you want to come in the kingdom of God and you want to come to my marriage feast, first of all, you've got to go through the king. Well, who's the king? Jesus. Well, then I want in that marriage feast. Well, then accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You end up right in the kingdom of God. How many know that'll bring them in? But you see, then there's something on the other side, isn't there? So basically, when I was laying there on the couch and looking for something to happen, I was looking for a better life. And even after I got born again, my life wasn't much better for the fact that I didn't know that the banquet had been prepared, the marriage feast has already been prepared, and I was the one that was prepared for, and nobody told me it was prepared for me. They told me, when you die and go to heaven, it's going to be a wonderful feast up there. And I'm thinking, I don't want to die. 
God, if that's what I got to do to get the feast, I'd just soon hang around in hell here for a while, if you don't mind. I like it here on the earth. Come on now. Nobody ever told me what was on the other side of the door. And then they told me all I needed was the door. Okay. Well, Jesus wasn't doing much for me at that time because I found out later on that I had the authority to do everything that I was expecting him to do. He'd given me the power, praise God, on the inside of me to cast out devils and heal the sick and do things that I was asking him to do. I was going back to the door rather than seeing what was behind the door that goes through. So we've been preaching the door, the door, the door, the door, but never the kingdom of God. When you enter into the kingdom of God and you start entering into the kingdom of God, I mean by that taking advantage of everything that God has given you once you get born again, it's easy to preach good news. But since we don't know the good news, we preach sin. You're a sinner, 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 sinner. You better get saved. You're going to hell, brother. That's what you're going to do. Well, I mean, that scares people more than anything, for God's sakes. You better stop sinning. How many know they can't? They can't even stop sinning. They're not even born again. They'd like to stop, and some of them wouldn't even like to stop. They just don't want to go to hell. So that message really just scares them into it. But if you offer the kingdom of God, are you following me? Uh, when I was younger, in, in my teenage years, I lived in Ohio in the snow and cold, and every March came along, they had something called spring break. Spring break in Florida, praise God. Load up the car, stuff as many people as you can in there. We going south, praise God. And we never once drove down here because of who was governor matter of fact I don't even know who governor was and I don't care I'm not coming down here for governor I'm coming down here for beaches I'm coming down here for sun I'm coming down here for pate baby that's what I'm coming down here for you see what drew us down there it wasn't the governor I mean, the Bahamas over there, they get over, I saw they get over 5 million people through that country, which is almost 10 times the number of people there, to the Bahamas. Why would people want to go to the Bahamas? Why would they want to come there? Did you ever see a big Bahamas sign that says, come and meet our prime minister? <laughs> was never there, is it? No, they show you sandy beaches, nice, clear water, all these good things have been given, and food and drinks and all this stuff, and you think, woo! I'm going to get on that cruise ship and I'm going to the Bahamas, praise God. But notice what the advertisement was. The advertisement was what they had there. It wasn't who was ruling the thing. Are you following me? And now if it works for the Bahamas, it should work for us. I mean, if we make a good advertisement, but I'll tell you what, most of the time, anybody that tries to sell the kingdom isn't really living a kingdom life themselves so if you're living a bad life and they see you inviting them into the kingdom to live like you, they'd rather stay where they're at. Come on now. That's why we teach the kingdom here. That's why we want you to live a kingdom life. That's why we want you to live on top. We want to live in joy and peace and, and happiness and the power of God and the anointing of God and a relationship with God. Because it's attractive to people that are laying on the couch right now out there trying to look for something in their life. They need something in their life. And we want to make sure that they get, praise God, what God has coming to them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you following me this morning? All right. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. It's hard to preach what you don't know. And when you, when you enter in and start understanding the kingdom of God, the Bible says once you get born again, you can then see and understand the kingdom. Before then, you can't understand. But once you get in and start living the kingdom lifestyle, you're no longer affected so much about what's going on outside your lifestyle because you know your lifestyle. 
you know you've got victory. You know you've got power. You know you've got authority. You know you've got all these things. So other things don't, don't bother you. So don't be affected so much with what's going on in the natural because there's things going on in the spirit. See, if some countries won't let the gospel in, then sooner or later they're going to be forced out. Are you listening? Whatever it takes to get this gospel preached to the entire nation, because as soon as that gets done, Jesus comes back. But not until this gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24, is preached unto all the nations. Well, if it's going to be preached to all the nations, who's going to do the preaching? What if we're not preaching the kingdom of God? How's it going to spread? How's anybody going to know about it? How's anybody going to do anything about it? How can we preach? Oh, we'll preach faith, and that's fine. We'll preach love, and that's fine. All these things are inclusive with the kingdom of God. So we want to offer. You run into somebody that's, you know, I run into a kid one time, and he was sitting there, and I talked to him. We were about to play basketball. Young man. I said, how you doing? He said, oh, in another week. I said, well, gosh, you're young. You know, you should be happy and everything. Well, you know, I just suffered during the winter months with depression. I just suffer with depression. I can't. I said, do you want to live in depression? He said, no. I said, i got a better way. If you don't want to live depressed anymore, there's a new way to do it. And he says, you do? I said, yeah. I said, here's my book. You come back and talk to me, and we'll, we'll find a better way for you to live. You shouldn't be depressed at 23 years old. My God, at least get work your way into depression for 60 years. <laughs> come on. So what am we trying to do? I'm trying to slowly pull him into the kingdom of God. I'm trying to get him done. I'm telling him, well, I, I do this, and I do that. Well, that ain't going to help you. I mean, you know, getting, drinking a 12-pack doesn't help your depression. It lifts you up and then just drops you down like a, a ball, praise God. Drugs are the same way. So what is there? There's something better, and everybody's looking for something better than what they've got right now. Now look at Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12, what? Disciples, Disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and cure diseases, and he sent them to preach Jesus to, and to heal the sick. What did he send them to preach? Now notice, these are his disciples. And they're preaching the kingdom of God. So if we're disciples, we should be preaching the kingdom of God. Alright, look at Luke chapter 10. Wonder how many heresy letters we'll get from this one. Alright, Luke chapter 10, look at verse 8. And into whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat much things that are set before you and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So what did he tell them to preach? Preach To preach the kingdom of God, didn't he? Why? Because there's a better lifestyle for everyone. What they eat, what they drink, what they wear shouldn't be their prime. The kingdom of God should be their priority. And entering in there, all these things are added to you. It's all inclusive to you when you get in the kingdom of God. But how are we going to get them in the kingdom of God? We're going to have to take them through who? Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. He's the door. He's everything. But people are not looking necessarily for a man. Do you understand? They're looking for the kingdom. They're looking for a better lifestyle. So the more we learn about the kingdom, the more we'll be able to do it. Let's just take another thing. All right, we've got a southern border of the United States. People are fighting to get across that border. They'll be arrested. They don't care. They'll be killed. They don't care. They'll be beaten. They don't care. Why? Because they're trying to get in to a better way of life. Now, if people are running across the border illegally, all the, just to get into here, why aren't people running to the church? Come on. What's, what's the thing here? Well, they're not coming here because Biden's president. 
I said it, you laughed. Therefore, you cannot hold me accountable for that one. Yeah, they're not coming. Hey, Biden's there. Let's all go there. No, they wouldn't do that when they wouldn't do that when Trump was here. They wouldn't do it when anybody here. They're not interested in who's in charge. They're interested in a better life for them and their family, and to come across the border. And man, they'll come across illegally. They'll sneak across. They'll hide across. But the church, nobody's coming to the church. Nobody cares. You need Jesus. Well, what's he going to do for me? I don't know, but you need him. Come in and get saved. Are you saved now? You're going to heaven. Now what do I do? Just wait. It's coming. It's a coming. And when you die, there's going to be peace for you in heaven, joy for you in heaven, power for you in heaven, authority for you in heaven. And what am I going to do? Cast out angels? See, everything was put off religiously to heaven when I got born again. Can't wait to get to heaven. Just, what are you going to do now? Just try to curb my conduct and be a good enough little boy so when the alarm sounds, praise God, I am on my way to heaven. Glory to God. All right, go to Luke chapter 16. All right, this is Jesus again. Luke chapter 16, look at verse 16. He says, the law and the prophets were until John, talking about John the Baptist. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presses into it. Now, why were they pressing into the kingdom of God? Because the kingdom of God was being preached so they wanted to press into what was being preached about the kingdom of God and notice up until John say up until John how many know he's gone God rest his soul John's gone but up until that time they preached the law and they preached the prophets but now what should be preached the kingdom of God he says up until John we preach the law we preach the prophets why that was that because the law was given for people to try to curb their sin which they couldn't do anyway because they weren't born again so the law was brought by Moses. The prophets were prophesying of a coming Savior who'd make a, bring the kingdom with him and open the door to the kingdom of God, and that was Jesus. Once Jesus came, you didn't need the prophets prophesying he was coming because he was already... You didn't need to preach the law anymore because there was a change on the inside of you where you didn't have to try to be good. You wanted to be good. There's a lifestyle change. People are still born again, and they're still trying to fight sin. Understand you're righteous, and you won't have to fight sin anymore because righteous people don't sin. So what did you do? Jesus came along and said, let, let me tell you what the difference is going to be here. Back in the old days, it said, thou shall not kill. But now, if you even get mad, is that an adjustment? Yeah. I'm not going to kill anybody, but let me tell you what. I've been mad at people before. Come on. And he said, if you just get mad and you get angry with them for a reason, then you, you killed them. How could he say that? Well, because now, on the inside of you, you know, and you have the ability to, not do that kind of stuff. He went on and said, in the old days, you shouldn't commit adultery. But now, if you even think about or desire to commit adultery, you already did it. What's he saying? You're not under the law of trying not to do what you want to do anyway. You shouldn't want to do what you, what's out there that shouldn't be done. Are you following me? There's a change on the inside. So he fulfilled the law when he came. The law has been fulfilled, praise God. Why? Because you're born again. You don't have to do that. You get away with that stuff before you're born again. You just sin all over the place. You don't care. Everybody else is sinning too. I sin less than they do, so I probably got a better shot at heaven than they do, you know. Probably compartments of heaven and compartments of hell. 
Even if I get to hell, I'll be in the top compartment because I'm not that bad a guy. See, all these thoughts go through your mind. But notice there's a change on the inside of you. How I many know some of the things you like to do before you got enter the kingdom of God? You don't like to do them so much anymore. You got delivered of those things. You got set free of those things. And then I found out I got power to deliver myself of stupid things in my life. All I got to do is change my th- way of thinking. You want to enter in the kingdom of God, you have to have your mind changed. And the more you change, the more you enter in. You're already in, but the more you take advantage of the kingdom of God as your mind slowly changes. Oh, once I found out I had authority over things that I was putting up with in my life that I didn't have to. And I had power in my life to, to cast things out and move things. I, I, I had this. I had peace. Pray for peace. Oh, Lord, give me peace. Give me peace. Give me peace. Devil, come along and steal it. Give me peace. Give me peace. Give me peace. He said, peace I leave you. Peace I give unto you. I don't understand it. It's the peace that passes understanding. Oh, okay. Well, I don't have to understand it. I have peace. Do you have joy? Yes. People go, I got joy. <laughs> I'm thinking about God. Let it manifest. <laughs> See? Because we don't believe. We're feeling an emotion-led rather than kingdom-led. So a lot of times our feelings and emotions are telling us who we are and what we can and can't do when the Word of God should be above our feelings and emotions telling us what we can and can't do. Your authority works no matter how you feel. See? It's because of your position that you were placed in. Far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. I don't care if, if the president is sick as a dog. He can lay on that bed and say, make an authoritative statement. How many know it still works? Still got to be obeyed. Don't matter if they th- he thinks he's got it or not. He's in an authoritative position, and he puts it out there. Well, you've got authority, praise God. Well, I don't feel I feel like I have authority. Well, you do, and it's in the kingdom of God. You're already in there, and you have the kingdom of God. So basically what we're doing, we're, we're having people come in. So people are fighting to get. How many people do you think in the United States are fighting to get into Mexico? Think there's a big line trying to sneak in? No, not unless they got drugs or something, and they're going back across. Are you following me? No, that's not it, praise God. They don't want to get in. They don't want a worse lifestyle. And sometimes we as Christians portray a worse lifestyle than ask people to leave their worse lifestyle to come into our worse lifestyle. And they don't, know, don't want to bargain for that, see. But there's a kingdom of God that can be preached to people that it's a good kingdom. It's got a loving father in it. It's got prosperity in it. It's got all these things. So notice what it says. The law and the prophets were until who? Now, since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. And when we preach the kingdom of God, what happens? Every man does what? Every man presses into it. Why aren't people pressing into it? Because we're not preaching it for them to come into it and desire it. So nobody's going after it. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, go to Matthew chapter 9. And I'm not saying you can't get people born again any way you want to get them born again. I mean, we do. We can tell them about Jesus. We can tell them about heaven. We can do whatever and get them in the kingdom of God. But he says if we want them to press in, then we've got to deal with their lifestyle, their, their finances, their other stuff, and basically get them into the kingdom of God. How I many know a change takes place when you get born again? And you don't know what really happened. You just knew something happened. I mean, the day I got born again, I didn't know. I just went because I was tired of my lifestyle. The only thing I knew was, was to go to a Catholic church and tell the priest I had multiple issues and see what happened. And when I did that, my heart was in the right place, and all at once, bang, God hit me, and everything changed. I mean, everything looked different. The grass was green, hallelujah. The sky was blue. I loved everybody. Before that, I was debating how to beat somebody up. Now I loved everybody. Because on the inside of me, there was a change that took place. There was a peace and a joy in my heart and in my life. And I wanted to live in that all the time. Say all the time. 
See, Satan shouldn't be stealing your joy every day. He shouldn't be making you worry every single day. He shouldn't be able to do that in your life. The Bible says, let not your heart be be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving with, with prayer, praise God. I mean, these are things you're saying. He's telling us, cast all your cares upon. See, he's telling you, stop it. Don't worry. You don't have to worry. In the kingdom, you don't have to worry. You don't have to do this thing. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to get offended. You don't have to walk in unforgiveness. You don't have to do all this. You're now in the kingdom of God, and you have authority over those things. Well, if they would, if they would just straighten up. Okay, well, you wait till that happens. See, we got our own life, don't we? We make our own choices. Well, I'd change if they would. Well, then you're in trouble because based on somebody else. No, God wants to deal with you personally. And he deals with everybody a little bit different wherever he can get in there and wherever he can get you. But when he starts and continues to reveal the kingdom of God to us, which we've been preaching now for probably two and a half years, little bits at a time, because how many know the kingdom of God is massive? And every little church out there is, has a piece of the kingdom, but not all the kingdom. So you can get something out of any little church you want to, but no church has the entire kingdom. See? So we're trying to preach a buffet of the kingdom of God here the best that we can to get it out to you. You may turn on TV and find somebody else who don't know anything about God, but they still preach something that hits you that pertains to the kingdom of God. Are you following me? So the kingdom of God is too vast for any church, too vast for any minister. It is massive. And it's not that the kingdom of God isn't there, but by our thought life and our believing, we deny parts of the kingdom of God that belong to us. See, we shut them down and deny them. All right, where are we? Mark, Matthew chapter 9. Do, do. All right, go to Mark chapter 9. I'm sorry. Mark chapter 9. Just hear me this morning. I'm not saying preaching Jesus is wrong. I'm not saying preaching the new birth is wrong. I'm just telling you that's not what Jesus told us to preach. But it still worketh. But I think the kingdom of God must worketh better, or Jesus would have preached born again rather than worketh. You know how many times born again is really in the Bible? Once. Once. And you know why he preached born again at that time? To show you how to get into. All right, Mark chapter 9, look at verse 1. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that there be some of them that stand here which shall not taste death until they have seen the kingdom of God come with now that's good news isn't it if I'm going to enter the kingdom of God it tells me one thing I'm going to have some power because the kingdom of God is power and notice what it says people want to argue with the kingdom of God you only get into that when you die and go to heaven well there it says there must be some that stand here right now that shall not taste death so that means somebody must be 4,000 years old here yet if it hasn't come yet but they're all dead verse 2 and after six days Jesus takes with him Peter, James and John and leads them up on a high mountain apart themselves and he was transfigured before them. I like to call this the Mount of Transference. And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so that no fuller on earth can white them. And there appeared unto him Elias with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. For he wist that what he should say, and they were sore afraid. Say sore afraid. Sore. So here, here you see the transference taking place right here on this mountain. Elias is there. He is a prophet. He's representing the prophets. You see Moses. He's representing what? 
the law. He's representing the law. So here comes Jesus says, Moses, my gosh, you did a good job. You brought that law in there. Praise God. You did what you needed to do for the people at that time. Elias, the prophet, you prophesied for me to come, and you did that. Praise God, and that's great. You guys did a great job. I'm proud of you. And then a voice came from heaven, and God said, this is my beloved son. Do what? Hear him. In other words, hear him. Hear what he's got to say now. Hear what my son has to say right now. So as Jesus comes, and his first sermon is repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He goes to his disciples. He says, preach the kingdom of God. Heal the sick. After he was raised from the dead, Acts chapter 1, he says he went around preaching the kingdom of God for 40 days. Paul preached the kingdom of God. The church preaches now anything but the kingdom of God. Anything else? I don't understand why nobody's coming into the kingdom and why nobody really is doing anything. Maybe we're preaching the wrong message. Maybe we ought to preach what Jesus preached. You know, you run into somebody sick, say, hey, there's healing for you in the kingdom of heaven. There is, yeah. Well, gee whiz, I want that. How do I get in? Well, let me show you. Just accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He's the door. You just go right in. He's the king. And then I lay hands on you and you'd be healed and blah, 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 blah. And they get healed and say, wow, this is a good kingdom. This is a nice banquet set out here. I should have been eating this the whole time. Praise God. So what are we doing? We're giving them something, a better life on the other side. Hallelujah. All right, one more. Go to Luke chapter 4. Are you getting this this morning? Tell me, you look like you're in a state of shock. <coughs> and people say the world's so terrible, everything's gone bad. Let me tell you right now, the kingdom of God is on the move, man. At one time, Jesus was the only one. You realize that? He's the only one that knew the kingdom and brought the kingdom back. How many know there's a lot more people than there was back then? And there's a lot more people right now. Don't get caught up in what's going on. The kingdom of God, man, is on the move. God is moving through his people right now. People are doing things, praise God. It's just not going to be on the 6 o'clock news. And they're waiting at the border. Millions of people are going by, and they're all getting born again. We're so excited. You take it, George. Yes, it is just great there. There's this power. God's moving all over the border here, and people are getting touched and healed. You take it, Wendy. Oh, this is so wonderful. I'm just having a good time here, everybody. You ain't going to hear that. This is terrible. Everybody dying. This is worthless. Everybody, that's all your stuff you hear. You don't hear anything spiritually. They don't announce every time somebody gets born again in Fort Pierce. They'll tell you when they die, when they get arrested. When they shot somebody, but they won't tell you anything else. So get off that stuff. I'm telling you, it'll mess you up. And, you, and right now, you can't go anywhere. We lived in a blessed generation. We had a TV and a radio. That's all we had. And we had to change channels. You just turn on your phone, man. You got a whole list of stuff there. You didn't even pull up and jumped out in front of you. He wants you to read all the time. What are they doing? Messing with your mind. Want to get you depressed, down and out. How are you going to witness to somebody when you look like this? Are you a Christian? Yeah. You know Jesus very well. You want to be like me? No. No, I don't want to be like you. You can have the same joy I got. No. You're, you're a billboard, praise God. You're a billboard of the kingdom of God. It's on the inside of you. Everybody sees you. should know something different about you. Why are you so happy? You make people mad. You're too happy. See? Pretty soon they're going to attack happy people. Won't matter whether they got a mask or not, if you're happy, you're marked. Demonic. 
Yeah, but see, we're different than anybody else. We, we know what's going on. We, we know what's happening. We know where we're going. We know who we are now. We know what we're called to do right now. We know we've got authority over situations and circumstances that most of the time we put ourselves in. No, that was the devil. No, that was you. You disobeyed the word. You got in trouble. Now you want to blame it on the devil. Sorry. He'll take credit for it. But he didn't do it. We did it. We disobeyed. We have laws and rules in the kingdom of God. We just need to keep them and walk in them. And praise God, all these things will be added unto us. All right, Luke chapter 4. Look at verse 43. And Jesus said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I what? So what was Jesus sent to do? Was he sent to preach anything but other the kingdom? No, not really. Just the kingdom of God. And everything that you see in here, every parable, I would, I would tell you what I did when I found this out. I underlined every place where it said, and the kingdom of God is like. And I went to the next page, maybe four pages, in the kingdom it's like. Then I went back and I studied the parables. Because he's trying to explain to you the kingdom of God by using parables. And the more I learned about the kingdom of God through parables, the more I could relate to my life and live in that parable and live in the kingdom of God. See? And live that way. Because every parable he puts in there, I mean, there's a banquet prepared for each and every one of us. We're walking around like this. And I, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'll bet when God sets up a banquet, he does a darn good job. Man, I'll tell you, he's not skimping. You're not going to have paper cups. Leftover plates. No, no, no. He knows how to party, praise God. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is a wonderful place to be in. It's a wonderful place to be. And the more you find out what belongs to you, the better off you're going to be because it gets you excited about the kingdom of God. My God will win the lottery and be excited and tell everybody in the world, we're in the kingdom of God. We're in the kingdom. No, praise God. It's a wonderful place to be. So we want to preach the kingdom of God. We want to grow in the kingdom of God. We want to keep explaining the kingdom of God. We want to understand the kingdom of God. We want to tell. We want to tell our relation about the kingdom of God. You know, you run into your relation. Don't argue doctrine. There, God. Some people have been in the wrong doctrine for 150 years. You're never going to break through there. Just say, hey, would you like a better life? Hey, would you like to be healed? Hey, would you like to have some joy? Hey, would you? Well, it's in the kingdom of God. Well, how do I get in the kingdom? Well, I already know Jesus. Well, that's good, but you still got to go through the door. You're just standing there knocking right now. See, so we want to lead him through the kingdom of God. So each and every one of us are called as disciples to preach the kingdom of God to everybody that we run into. And if we start doing that, it says that everybody, every man will press into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right, jump up this morning. Study the kingdom, I'm telling you, study the kingdom, study the kingdom, study the kingdom. Find out your rights, praise God. Well, thank you for that kiss. Thank you very much. Come here, you want to come to me? Want to come? Come see me? Oh, you're just the cutest widow thing in the whole world. Look at all them peoples out there. That's what I look at every Sunday. Can you believe that? That's what I look out at right there. All those peoples out there. Yep, every one of them. Look at them. See them? See him? See him? See him? See him? See him? Yep. Yep. Wave him. Hi, everybody. Blow my kit. Blow my kit. You want to blow my kit? No? I don't blame you. I wouldn't blow my kit either. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that...
We open our eyes continually to the kingdom of God, more revelation, more knowledge in it. We thank you that we become effective witnesses of you, that we become attractive to the world, and we finish what your purpose was here for us to do. We thank you for the spirit of the living God that lives on the inside of us, that leads us and guides us in every single thing in our life. And we give you all the glory and praise and honor for the wonderful place that you've entered us into. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 All right, we love you. We'll see you Wednesday. Charlena. We'll be here Wednesday. the kingdom of God and his right